Hello, hello, hello. Mom, shut up. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're doing this. Hello, oh, hello. <laughs> welcome. To... I'm sorry, guys. I'm so tired. <laughs> welcome to Baki Taki Season 4, Episode 12. And I'd like to give a huge thanks to Jack for uh, coming in as a last minute guest. <laughs> um. Yeah, <laughs> I am so tired. I got in from San Francisco a few days ago, and boy, are my arms tired. And the, the were you using of... the pterodactyl method, uh, like Baki? Um, a... Yeah, I, I I did that, and then uh, the the plane took off without me because they thought that uh, I could fly home. They were so <laughs> so impressed. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been a busy week, and uh, you know, as listeners know, um, I had Lindsay on. Uh, already so recently and i had um i did that solo episode um the one the one review on spotify said it went well um every in person i asked said it did not go well so (laughs) we're not gonna be doing that again um you could have always uh had chat gpt guest with you on this one uh i could i could i I did enough ai stuff this this weekend uh Mm, this week mm. but anyway uh this is not the final uh, final episode of the season. It's the penultimate one. Uh, it's, although it is called Final Form, which is a bit of a <laughs> odd name for the episode. Uh, it's, it doesn't come until the last minute. Yeah, um, and then Lynette, I wa- looked at the summary for the next episode, and then it talks about the final form. It's it's a very strange. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Jack, before we jump into the episode, I have a new question that I'm giving people. Thrilled. Uh, so we only have this is episode twelve. I think we have fifteen episodes left of Baki total. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to see happen? What do you want to see happen before we're done? Oh, that's a good one. Um, uh, I want to see. That's a that's a hard question. I want to see a marriage. <laughs> I want to see um, uh, Doyle get married to Retsu. Oh, that'd be so sweet. I, I don't know if we'll get that, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Um, I think it'll happen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It, it seems in line with the um, uh, with the, 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 the quality. The, yeah, the way the show's going, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, last episode with uh, Pankuri, we ended things off with um, Baki knew how to take the form of a, of a T-Rex or a Triceratops or even a Pterodactyl. Um, and the question was, where is he going to go from here? Uh, Jack, where does Baki go <laughs> from that? In my favorite Baki move, he introduces it and then he says, not anymore. <laughs> he oh. kind of like, <laughs> he, so. <laughs> that's, that's, it starts, I think that's on the Baki bingo that we have. <laughs> he, <laughs> he has this great new move where he could emulate all three kinds. He's kind of, he, <laughs> he looking at the image now. He takes the form of all three at once. It had the T-Rex's teeth and tail, the Triceratops' feet and horns, the Pteranodon's wings and talons. The weapons of three powerful foes combined in one creature. Yeah. So you see Baki standing there with this smorgasbord of a dinosaur with a T-Rex's head and a pterodactyl's wings and I guess a triceratops horns. The triceratops horns and feet. Um, It looks like a 
I don't even know what it looks like. It it, it kind of looks like a dodo bird with an angry head. Um, uh, like, <laughs> so he takes like this chimera of all three um, against Pickle, and Pickle is terrified of it. He's, you know, <laughs> never has it something had all three. Um, it's fair. And then he ditches it. Ever... <laughs> well, yeah, Baki gets about one move down with this technique. He runs yeah. up grabs Pickle's arm, and Pickle imagines that a a T-Rex has bitten his arm. Um, (laughs) He may have been the greatest fighter of the Cretaceous period, but Pickle knew nothing of the martial arts. Understandably, he mistook the pain he felt as coming from a T-Rex attack. I I think Pickle makes a lot of faces. I'm sorry, Pickle makes the same three faces sort of repeatedly. Yes. He looks like a bored guy, he looks like a demon, and he looks like the scaredest man in the world who just saw, <laughs> yeah. found out that ghosts are real. And that's my favorite of his faces, and he does that a lot when he sees Baki transform into this super creature. Yeah, um, he oh, he's always um, straddling between, like, dumbfounded and afraid, and then just his eye, his pupils no longer exist and his eyes go white and he's so angry <laughs> um yeah <laughs> oh man so yeah so baki gets in some good hits um you know it's it's i, I honestly i've loved rewatching this fight i really like it because we get to see like both characters strengths and especially like like these have been built up throughout the season and the whole show like baki is a guy whose biggest strength is that he's really good at imagining things to fight and <laughs> learning how his to imagination fight, like, is his strongest suit yeah honestly honestly um and then pickle on the other hand um has had a few techniques that he's used all throughout the season um, and Baki's sort of been de- uh, destroying them one by one. Like, first off, Pickle has this cow skull that is impenetrable to concussions. And we saw last episode that Baki was able to get around that. Um, mm. And then this time, Pickle goes into his pickle pose where he gets completely <laughs> horizontal. Um, and Baki's got an answer for that. But before that, maybe, maybe uh, Jack, you could <laughs> fill in the little the, the, um, thoughts on the pickle sprinting. Pose? Yeah, the, the, the pickle pose, and also the weird like docudrama style where Retsu starts oh talking. About. This this episode gave you everything that you just were never expecting. It starts with this chimera uh, dinosaur, and you think, okay, we're talking about dinosaur fighting styles versus like a caveman. Awesome, and it's really into it. There's always a dinosaur in the background, and then it goes black and white to the 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 history of sprinting and proper sprinting poses <laughs> did you notice um, also that he just said people have been trying to figure out the best way to sprint for a long time <laughs> yeah in, <laughs> in the olympics before world war ii <laughs> the search for the best stance from which to start a sprint has gone on for a long time in the olympics before world war ii sprinters used various styles of starting positions <laughs> so yeah he kind of the narrator chimes in um and is you know lets us know that the best way to do it the consensus is you have to get as horizontal as possible um if it ain't you know close to the ground like you're gonna fall on your face then it's not worth it 
it regales us with the invention of the genius uh, device known as a running block um, yeah. or a starting block. Uh, and we've always been close to horizontal, but not fully there until Pickle <laughs> jumps off a fucking wall. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And yeah. It, just another small nitpick with this part is that the narrator says for the first time ever somebody was able to do a horizontal uh, start but yeah. then like the next line Retsu goes oh Pickle must have done this all the time in the Cretaceous period or whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh so it wasn't for the first time ever Yeah, narrator doesn't really give us any uh, room for imagination uh it was a, he says, but the man who accomplished this incredible and unprecedented feat was no modern day human. It's like, yeah, we know. It's pickle. He's doing it right now. <laughs> um, I thought it was Usain Bolt. Seriously. Yeah. And he's not even fully, his body's not fully horizontal. His feet are for fully, like his, like maybe shins are, but he's just kind of. I would find it so funny if he turned his body all horizontal. Like, that would look so stupid. <laughs> I think it'd be good. You'd get like the no widest f- squat possible and, and just go down like a spring. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, and so, the weird thing is all of this is done like we're getting like a interview after the match with Retsu <laughs> on like someone's home video recorder. Asked about it later. Seeking Retsu had this to say about what he saw during that moment. No, it can't be. Triceratops! And he's wearing sunglasses. He's wearing sunglasses. He's wearing this kind of like really funky paisley shirt and sunglasses. (laughs) Like, has has this ever been, has this interview ever been like utilized before? No. In any other episode? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Like, like, where's this interview even going? Like, is this going to be on 60 Minutes? (laughs) (laughs) It's about the history of sprinting and and the time that somebody finally got it right. <laughs> oh man, that that feels like a like a John Boys video. It's like the world's fastest sprinter was actually a caveman in the Tokyo. <laughs> somebody get out the Google Earth modifications. It's just a. It's just a. Yeah. It so kind of retsu takes over the de facto narration from that point on so it's this really weird handoff of narration from the the narrator regaling us with the history of sprinting and why the more horizontal you are the better and then it goes to retsu to say you know like i'd never seen this before he go went fully horizontal which he you know had never done before and i'm 220 pounds uh and that will like destroy me uh, so if Baki's Baki, 150, yeah. he's done for. <laughs> it's solid logic. I also love the image of Retsu like pancaked into a wall that they cut to. Um, I do. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Followed uh, by uh, like pickle throwing it back. <laughs> ass is way up in the air. <laughs> that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. What? Just before we get to the results, there was one line that I really loved that Retsu had. So Retsu pickle does this whole pickle pose thing and like. A fraction of a second uh yes. but retsu is you know describing it for like a minute and a half and the guy <laughs> and i guess the documentarian asks retsu like how do you know all this this took one second how did you observe it and so retsu's like have you ever had curry and rice <laughs> uh, 
In such a brief period of time, how could I have so many thoughts? Well, you know what it's like? It's like taking a bite of a truly delicious curry and rice. It's like, <laughs> it's, you taste it, and it takes, it takes longer to describe how good it is than it is to eat it. Yeah, um, <laughs> like, you'll, uh, like, I can't eat the whole curry and rice in one second, but I could get the flavors all in one second, you know? Sweet, a little sour. <laughs> <laughs> what does what does him having thoughts in in the span of a second have anything to do with the rest of the episode but for whatever reason they take a, you know a good minute or two for it him just, to explain how eating works you, you know what it reminds me of there's a futurama episode where they have to um they have to create this tv show to um what is it uh distract the brains or whatever and so mm. fry fry wrote it and they get about two minutes in and they're on the last page and they're like fry this has to be a half hour and he's like fry there's nothing else here you only wrote two pages of dialogue well it took an hour to write i thought it would take an hour to read <laughs> <laughs> like that's like the logic here. It's, it's like i observed it in x time so it's yeah <laughs> i would have thought it'd take y time <laughs> yeah it's um bizarre also a great so it has that moment it's just like the the show is throwing you around at this point your attention around to be like yeah you cannot hold hold anything for more than two minutes a great moment is that pickle collides with baki and then a, a shot of like blinding light erupts from the two of them from a guy running into another. Um, yeah, it looks in like the sound effect. Collider. Yeah, it, it the sound effect and the look of it looked like the thing in Kingdom Hearts where you like unlock a world all of a sudden. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> what is happening? Oh my god, it was crazy. We've talked about this pickle pose for much longer than it happened somehow. I don't know how we did that. Uh, it's almost like when I eat curry and rice. Um, but, uh, you know, Pickle has done this pose. He's done it all season, and it's, you know, uh, it's been very effective. Uh, even against Jack, it didn't. It was pretty good. Uh, what can Yeah, Baki it do? got me pretty good. But yeah. uh, next time, I'll get him next time. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll use Jack Hanma from now on. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, people confuse but, us regularly. We're about the same height. Ever, ever since that bone lengthening surgery, <laughs> hey, you're both Canadian. Um, we, are, we are. So uh, Baki is able to, as they collide, Baki is still standing. Pickle goes flying like. He got shot out of a cannon into the sta uh, stadium. <laughs> and this time, Hanayama is here to explain what happened. Um, how did how did this magic trick happen, uh, Jack? Oh, um, so the reason why Pickle got sent, uh, quote-unquote, halfway up to the moon, um, into the bleachers of a stadium, um, is because he... If, if something is going super in super fast motion, um, it, it takes less uh effort to kind of redirect it to push it um mm -hmm. and he r tells us uh the example of like if you shoot somebody uh the bullet doesn't um uh, exit like immediately straight through you it kind of bounces off other things so if you shoot somebody through the stomach it could come out their shoulder 
I don't think <laughs> like I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is one of those things where there's a kernel of truth. Um, you know, it it can it'll come out at a different angle than it came in, but um, <laughs> in the stomach, out the shoulder is pretty incredible. Or I, I a, a bullet being loved... deflected by a leaf, like that was I, another I, example. I believe that. That's why mm. I, I never rake my yard in case I need to defend myself. <laughs> but what, <laughs> somebody what comes shooting, like... and then it rebounds at them. Sorry, yeah. go on. No, but when they when they took that shot, like it was like a little pantomime scene, and I don't know what was going on. It was just a guy walking in the airport, and a security guard just like shot him in the back. Like I don't think like, it was such a such a weird visual. Oh, was that the the visual that he like that they animated? Oh my yeah. god, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Like maybe he forgot his boarding pass. <laughs> hey you have a bottle of water stop you're in zone five you don't board yet <laughs> oh my god so i just wanted to clarify here because i rewatched because i still found this very odd um i can't prove that this is at an airport but it is just a guy in a suit i guess he's part of the mob i don't know he looks bored as hell just walking through a building and some guy in a baseball cap is just shooting him in the middle of broad daylight like this is some gangs in new york shit um and yeah i don't know like this is obviously just like a placeholder to explain bullet physics but it's such a weird shot um also you can tell my rage at people who try and get onto the plane before their zone is called um and if you do that um man you don't want to you don't want to talk to me right now anyway <laughs> too um, bad that guy had a leaf the <laughs> security guard never knew what was coming it, it hit the leaf and bounced back into the security guard <laughs> yeah um, um so all baki needed to do because he was going at such a fast pace um all baki needed to do was flick his wrist and then he got like <laughs> shot up into the ceiling <laughs> it was incredible um pickle's fine though because he's made of adamantium um and he jumps back down to the arena but then uh baki does something a bit disrespectful he pees in eight different parts of the arena i peed in eight different spots since you've decided to cower in the shadows up there i've marked this arena as my territory what what in the world is he thinking the audacity um. <laughs> yeah oh my god they beat again i was like I, I was not expecting him to start just like pissing and then he pisses eight times and they animate every single one um the clearest learned. stream ever yeah it's a little tricky learn from biscuit oliver he's like <laughs> <laughs> just start peeing if you want to yeah. intimidate <laughs> Yeah. You, say it's, you say it's the clearest stream ever, but it's one of the fun quirks of this show is they all have to have perfectly clear streams or else I yeah. think they'd have to be rated at a different <laughs> rating. The thing about these fights is they, they do get you know, tested for steroids afterwards, but if they pee throughout their fight, they have nothing ah. left to, to test. Yeah, that's my theory. <laughs> I love the idea of them just testing an empty vial and they're like, oh, there's yeah. steroids here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, this this went back. He has the big brain move of the episode and decides, I don't want to use my dinosaur moves. I don't want to do the stupid wrist <laughs> flick thing. I'm going to walk up and we're going to settle this like men. And Pickle, um, Pickle, he, Pickle turned, 
I've I've used it before, but it, I think it's always applicable. He fights like the Hulk, and he just smashes hmm. Baki, and then just starts kicking him in probably one of the worst animated sequences of the season, um, and just repeatedly kicks him um, as the screen vibrates. That is saying a lot, but you're entirely right. <laughs> it is just moving pictures at this point. The most it's animation was like the the cutaway to Retsu like smizing at the camera. <laughs> like that was like the most vivid animation that they've done. I think the problem is there's so much fighting this season. They're like, nah, this isn't the finale. We'll, we'll, we'll cut the budget. <laughs> also, it's in contention for the worst animated part because there's also the part where Pickle gets kicked to the balls and starts doing a 360 like, helicopter spin on the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, I like that one more. Well, yeah, we'll get to that one because if there isn't something that makes an episode the best episode of Baki for me. It, it's a it's a good nut tack. Well, that seemed to do the trick. Of course it did. The trusty kick to the groin. I've never known it to fail. But um, yeah, so Baki is like, let's. I'm gonna stop fighting, like the way that I've you know adapted this new incredible style, and I'm just gonna get my <laughs> beaten up for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and pickle uppercuts him and he takes off like a rocket like the 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 sand underneath his feet follows his feet up to the ceiling and he says oh the ceiling this is the third time i've been here today <laughs> yeah that was fun and i i like i love this because um you know in, in a show about baki we really don't get a lot of time to see what's going on in his mind and so we get a nice little um you know interlude where baki's getting the crap kicked out of him that we can see he's thinking about um all of the people he's fought before like oliver and hanayama mm-hmm. um i like how he acts like ha- oliver versus pickle would be a good fight i don't i, I think oliver would get absolutely obliterated um <laughs> <laughs> but uh it ends with him uh sort of focusing on his relationship with his dad yeah um so you know one of my biggest problems with this show is that the core of the show and the final arc is all about Baki's relationship with his father and they don't really explain it at all um this is probably one of the most in-depth scenes of it um 50 episodes in so uh what what, what did you take away from Baki's uh, relationship with uh Yujiro um it's (laughs) complicated in a way that i feel like it shouldn't be complicated he killed his mom right like yujiro killed his mom and he says big bear hug yeah and he says do i hate him for it yes but also do i admire him (laughs) also yes (laughs) what you killed your mother (laughs) and like why why gotta give him props though for that one (laughs) i mean if the guy can hug he can really hug (laughs) it's uh yeah Uh, honestly a bizarre a bizarre take where he's coming to i don't know if he's like forgiving his dad more so just saying he's just really strong and you gotta admire the strong (laughs) um this is a teaser for like the next season we're going to be talking about this a lot it's a very complicated dynamic that i think has changed over the years in the comics well can i say that i was looking at the the episode listings can i say the 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 episode title of the final episode of season two or Uh, sure what what is that taste of dad it's taste of dad (laughs) 
Uh, and then halfway through the season, the other one that I think is funny is Father and Son Dining, and then it closes with Taste of Death. <laughs> I like how it's Father and Son Dining followed by the biggest father-son fight in history. <laughs> okay, not a good meal. Okay. That's awesome. Last time we're going to Olive Garden. Yo, it's... I, I, I would talk more, but I love those episodes. Um, also, the biggest father-son fight in history is a claim they say all the time in this show. And it's like, <laughs> what is the second biggest father-son fight? Like, <laughs> I want the runner-up. Most of the time, somebody fights their dad. You know, it's not a fair fight. <laughs> it's either, like... <laughs> it's a pretty narrow period where they're at physical, uh, you know... <laughs> rivals but anyway yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna yeah. be bringing my dad on next season for one of these oh episodes. so good are you guys do, gonna do a little bare knuckle box at the end of the episode just to you know emulate or, or try and you know get third place no we're gonna imagine that um that he's making dinner for me um <laughs> which is a lot closer to how a lot of this fight goes <laughs> Um, I can just see like the superimposed pots and pans behind your dad in sort of a similar way to Baki's uh, dinosaur move. Yeah. Um, so that, that brings us to sort of the, uh, what is it? A fun part of the episode where, oh, I had one, one, one little comment before we get into the big, uh, Baki's big hit. Uh, so, uh Baki walks up to Pickle at one point and says, we're both homo sapiens. Do you think that they're both homo sapiens? Or do you think it's just that Baki doesn't... Do you think, do you think that the author is wrong or that Baki is wrong? Oh, that's a good question. I did j- just want to... Uh, uh, they said, you know, strongest uh, being in the Cretaceous period. And th- he's right. I mean, like, where Pickle would c- kind of be um historically is in the cretaceous period so i think the author's got it right i think baki's just dumb i mean we've seen him i i saw him in class in the first episode and he is wholly uninterested so i think he's a bad student it's funny we were talking about this in the last episode the idea that um baki knows so much about the human body and anatomy um but he sleeps through all of his classes yeah Um, (laughs) but yeah all right so the final phase Does he know the evolution of man? (laughs) (laughs) I actually bought I bought my brother a shirt a few years ago um, because I just looked at Baki's shirt on like Redbubble, I think. And (laughs) there was one which is just the evolution of man, but after man, it's Yujiro Hanma. (laughs) It's it's so stupid. Um, Anyway, so uh, this leads to the um, what is it called? Yeah, so Baki, as he starts thinking more clearly, he starts getting in his groove, and he can dodge any hit that Pickle can land on him. Uh, mm-hmm. And Pickle's like, holy shit, uh, he's seeing a ghost again. <laughs> he starts imagining that Baki's like a butterfly that apparently can go through his body. Um, <laughs> that was, actually, let's talk about that for a second. I love that, the idea that... <laughs> so Pickle, as a child, tried to catch a butterfly... And I think we've all been there where you think you catch, this is more for a fly or a mosquito for me, where you think mm-hmm. you've caught them, but then it floats away. So What you pickle... didn't realize is that the fly actually went through you. <laughs> they uh, yeah. phased through your body. 
And I thought I thought that was really stupid, but then I realized that the inventor of karate actually got to the point where he could do that too. Late in his life, the fighter known far and wide as the father of fighting karate once said, then he said that once during an ordinary practice session, he experienced something extraordinary. He passed through them. He had transcended merely circling his opponents and entered a state of passing through them. <laughs> like, if that's not the most, like, the best story that tells you what people who really get into martial arts are like. like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I finally achieved pure butterfly format. Uh, th th yeah, he, he just becomes so, I, I guess, in touch with dodging that quite literally um pickle is passing through baki's body because he's just dodging with no extraneous movements i guess um <laughs> yeah and, and it leaves uh baki in the perfect spot to uh you know capitalize on this and so with his imaginary rapier he because he's a matador they, they compare him to being a matador in in you know a bullfight essentially because he's dodging so deftly i did i did like that metaphor um he uh oh my god I just well, well, my actually, what, really, frozen on this punch um but he... I, i'm i really quickly just before we get to the punch itself um he he does have a moment where he qu quite literally apparates behind pickle uh like he is in dragon ball z <laughs> you know yeah. when goku teleports he they do the thing where it's like Phases in, phases out, phases in, and then he's there. Yeah, <laughs> like nothing personnel, kid. <laughs> but yeah, um, so after phasing through, yeah, he, it, it is like the end of a. That, that would be another good fight to just play like the Ultra Instinct music. Um, it's a total, yeah. Babaki lands a punch right up into uh, Pickle's balls, and oh, you know it's... we. <laughs> We, we've seen this on Baki before. It's not an uncommon move to kick a guy in the balls. Um, but... Doesn't he punch him? It, yeah, so he punches the, him. The, he punches him. Yeah. In his hand, an invisible blade, like a matador's sword. Do, how do how many matadors use a sword? They use a blanket. And then... <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I do hate to burst the bubble of Jack and anybody else who grew up watching matador cartoons. Uh, matadors do use a sword and they do kill the bull in the final act um anyway back to the comedy podcast before you can even <laughs> before you can even think about it just total connection just like boom right in the balls and then the quote is it penetrated deep um <laughs> <laughs> Pickle's face afterwards. He looks like he's just seen God. <laughs> um, because he could predict how great the coming pain would be. Like, what is going on? Now, if there's anybody out there, you know, for all of your female listeners who uh, don't understand what it's like to get punched in the balls um, and might be confused, why does this hurt? Uh, luckily, Retsu goes on about a two minute monologue. <laughs> Um, about the logic of this and this is like I don't know maybe this is one of those things where it's like they're not teaching the kids sex ed in school so now Baki has to do it for you <laughs> <laughs> it does uh, just inexplicably it it shows you a full you know anatomy of of the balls <laughs> and and how they are developed and why they're so um you know uh <laughs> 
susceptible to damage and, and so delicate. How can a blow to two such tiny parts of the body cause so much pain? It's not about size. Their importance is far from small. The testicles are vital internal organs. Because well, uh, he says they're outside of the body, which, no, <laughs> they're, back, they're inside of the body. Oh, <laughs> I'm just getting the clip of him spinning around like a b-boy <laughs> in response to being hit in the balls. It's so, the, the spinning is so good. It's um, like a Bugs Bunny moment. Like, <laughs> but, th but that's the thing with, um, with it. it it's it's a very classic Baki scene where the author has taken like a fact about the human body and had read to explain it to the audience, but like it's not like it's not like an unknown fact. Like like we spend like a few minutes talking about how like the the testicles are uh, kept outside of the you know they're they're not stored in where all the other vital organs are because they need to be kept at a at a cool colder temperature for the uh, mm -hmm. sperm to live, and it's like. You know, it's it's an interesting fact you learn in like grade seven. Like, I I can't imagine Retsu explaining to Tokugawa like how the <laughs> balls work. Like, it's it's, it's and he, the conversation. He, he, like deadly serious. He kind of says like, you know, it's um, if imagine if your heart was where your balls were, <laughs> and <laughs> Tokugawa picture. says, I'd never go outside. <laughs> imagine. It was your heart dangling there between your legs, wrapped only in a layer of skin. What a vulnerability that would be in a battle. Hey, I don't think I'd ever leave the house. Uh, the illustration, by the way, of a man who has a heart coming oh, out of his groin was awful. certainly something. They literally <laughs> animated. They put more animation into a pumping uh, heart that's coming out of somebody's groin than they did into um, pickle, you know, fighting Baki in any way <laughs> yeah. or jumping off the wall. Yeah, but this uh, this is not the final episode. Uh, pickle, it turned out when he got punched, it might have looked like he actually was um, <laughs> seeing God and spinning around like a Beyblade. But um, <laughs> Hanayama correct says and actually says that when he went down, he had a fierce determination in his eyes. And yeah. so sometimes if you're if you're punched in the ball, you either look one of two ways. Either one, you're done for. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, no, <laughs> or I'm gonna get him. <laughs> oh, and he man. had an I'm gonna get him look. All right. Well, that's that's the end of the episode. Um, it goes oh, into the. It's so good. It, it it's just is off the wall. Um, what something I wanted to say about the the how this went down, but I can't remember what it is. Um, I do have a new theory though. Is that Retsu is the narrator based on this um this you know sixty minutes recording of him? I would I would I would enjoy that. Um. And the way that he goes into details about just random stuff like how balls are delicate or um, the history of uh, a karate master who can phase through people, hey, it, if, it lines up. If you like random Retsu, just wait till next season. <clears throat> next season is Baki, his dad, and Retsu goes to Vegas. <laughs> those are the, those are the two storylines. Um that's why I went to Vegas. I was inspired by my good friend Kyle Redsu. Yeah. Um, 
All right, Jack. Do you, just really quickly, yeah. do you think do you think Red, uh, uh, Pickle achieved his final form because Baki punched his balls up into him, so now he's <laughs> you know impenetrable. He's got no weak spots. Uh, yes, I do think that's exactly yeah. it. I think. <laughs> and do you think a, a, a martial artist could look can look so cocky for being like you know a terrific martial artist if almost every single time they fight? Their, you know, big move is punching somebody in the balls. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's a kung fu move. So yes. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> there was, it's funny that that's that's a reference to another episode of the podcast where um, uh, Matt pointed out that uh, Che Guevara kicked a guy in the balls, and then Baki <laughs> went, "Is that kung fu?" <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Man. There's so um, many kids in my public school who did kung fu. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that raises a lot of questions, but we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> Jack, two questions. One from me, one from the fans. Uh, yeah. First off, you've watched a lot of Baki at this point. What's, the, traje- what's the trajectory of the show? Is it getting better? <laughs> oh it's so good man it's so much like how can you not enjoy this episode what like he he's a dinosaur and then there's the best sprinter on the planet and then all of a sudden um he is peeing all over the ground and then he punches the guy in the balls so hard that you have to explain why balls hurt uh, when you get hit in them um like it's such a fun show i had i had a great time it was like a fever dream I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. And then uh, the follow-up. This is our fan question of the week. Which of the characters in this episode would be the best singer? So I have my answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um, I would bet that it's somewhere between uh, Pickle. I feel like Pickle could be a good singer. Um, or... Or Retsu. Retsu looks like a little pop star in this. Like it looks like he's um they're filming him for a concert documentary. Like yeah, an era's he does, tour. He does look like he's coming out of spinal tap. Uh, <laughs> all right. And I would say Pickle, because I think he's gonna be able to hit the Sopranos after that <laughs> after that hit he just took. Oh my god. You all right. <laughs> oh god. All right, that's all the Baki we've got to talk. Thank you so much for coming on Late Notice, Jack, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Usually somebody uh, says something at the end of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>